Hello and welcome to Pilot Riot. I'm Madeline Palmen, and today I have a special guest in the stew, Jane, the producer, Matt Young. Hello, I'm here. Welcome back. Thank you. It's it's nice to be back at my kitchen table. <laughs> Matt, we're in the stew. You're 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 ruining the facade. We're, be, we're in the stew, being stirred. <laughs> we're just stewing up in the stew. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So we took two weeks off. We had a little two-week hiatus. Uh, Our, my fearless, I almost said my fearless co-leader. That's not really what it is. What's the phrase I'm looking for? My trusty partner. Well, okay, yeah, my (laughs) co-host. Peter has moved to the Amazon. He has. And by that I mean Seattle to work for Amazon. (laughs) So he's still going to be, you know, involved with the pod, but Matt is filling in this week. We took some time off while Peter got settled in Seattle and Matt is joining us this week. And Matt, remind us of who you are and what your deal is and your dreams and stuff. Who what meds are you I? on? Are your parents angry? Etc. Yeah, the whole life story. Should we just do a <laughs> podcast that's just a profile of me? No. Are you sure? Maybe you'll actually listen to that one. <laughs> if we did an episode that was all about you, maybe you'd actually listen to the pod. Prob- probably would. <laughs> um, who am I? I am one of Maddie's friends from middle school. We mm-hmm. go way back. We sure do. And I'm a musician. I'm half of a band called Twin Kids. And that's I right. produce this podcast. Woo. <sighs> That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good comprehensive. It's my resume. Your stepdad to a French bulldog I named Frankie. Am, I am. I am. And your uncle to my Yorkie Leo. I am uncle. Even though you don't like him as much, but that's okay. I do like him, but it's hard to like a dog as much as the dog I live with. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Well, Leo's getting groomed on Friday, so he'll be he'll be more approachable <laughs> He'll then. be fresh as fuck. <laughs> he'll be fresh as a daisy. <laughs> Leo's much more approachable. Leo's hair grows so fast, he's just much more approachable when he's freshly groomed. It, it does grow really fast. Yeah. He's yeah. a silky Yorkie or yeah. something. He's something silky long haired is a, in there. He's just silky. He is, which is nice. Yeah. He doesn't shed like Frankie shed all over my car this Frankie, weekend. Frankie really likes to get rid of those dead hairs, you know? <laughs> he as likes to, to the that's how he stays fresh. Ones. Yeah, that's how he stays fresh. <laughs> just does it himself. I guess so. To the chagrin of everybody around him. Oh, but he's cute. Today, Matt was doing this thing where he was kind of like grabbing Frankie's jowls and he kept going, he's smiling, he's smiling. And even now, Matt's looking at me and he's thinking to himself, he was smiling. You know, only (laughs) Frankie and I need to know the truth, which is that he was smiling. (laughs) So so I'm not concerned with your alternative facts. With my my fake news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you told me a funny story earlier about one of your piano students. Oh, yeah. I teach little kids piano. Oh, my iCloud thing popped up. (laughs) Matt is giving me grief. Matt's been giving me grief because I keep, (laughs) I get this message periodically on my computer saying that I haven't logged into iCloud on my computer, but you know, I don't want to be part of the cloud. I don't want to be in the system. Yeah. I mean, I respect that, but you get the it notification. Tears, the iCloud tears families apart, Matt, <laughs> because the dad is sleeping with the secretary, and then pictures of the secretary's boobs are in the cloud and ends up on the this six-year-old school iPad. Yeah. You know, if my photos got in my parents' iCloud, I'd be fucked. Exactly. Be really I don't fucked. want that. Yeah, I don't want that. That's how, you know, Jennifer Lawrence got her picture stolen. Who's yeah. to say that mine won't? True. Not true. that I have. But literally, I literally, everybody's searching literally, for Jennifer Lawrence. My photo but. library is literally like some selfies from high school. And pictures of Leo, my dog, like but 
and like the occasional oddity that I see living in Hollywood. But that's literally, so I don't know what I'm so afraid of anybody seeing, but I refuse to be part of the cloud. The occasional meth addict ODing on top of Sally Field's star on the Walk of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) That is not even a stretch from what I see every day living in Hollywood. Not even a stretch. It's really funny. That's really funny. Uh, So Um, yes, tell us the story. uh, Yeah, so I have this piano student whose name starts with an S, but I don't want to say his name. So we'll call him Stanley. We'll call him Stanley. Just Stanley. Okay, good. Um, And (laughs) so he's five. He's really cute. So, but he's really bad at piano, you know? Aw. So, but it's okay. So he comes into my lesson and we're doing our normal thing. I'm like, how did the practicing go? Whatever, whatever. And in the middle of when he's playing, he stops playing and he's like, Mr. Matt? And I'm like, yes. Yes, Stanley. And he says, are you single? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm single. I'm really single. I, I, I'm really single. And then he goes. Did you say that to him? I'm very yeah, single. I'm, I'm exceptionally I said single. I'm, I said I'm really single. And he, <laughs> and he went, aw, that's so sad. Oh, Matt. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. No, you should have taken like, that time to tell him that single people are empowered yeah, you know, it and was, goal-oriented. I All those things are true, but I really don't want to be single. You know, it really, it really <laughs> hit a nerve with me. And then I was like, well, maybe like one day I won't be single. And he was like, yeah. And it was like, okay. Well, what's, what you forgot the best part? What was the best part? When he asked you if you were going to... Adopt children. Yes. That's like a whole other thing. Yeah, like... like It's so funny to me that, if, that a five-year-old would, would go to adopt yeah, instead of, are you strange. going to have a baby? It's very strange. Maybe I'll ask him about it next time. I'm going to say, why did you... He won't remember. Why did you think I was going to adopt? And, I'll, and maybe I'll tell remember. him I found a girlfriend. <laughs> You know? Oh my god, see what he says to that. <laughs> tell him sometimes that they ask me, slide. sometimes my students ask me, are you a boy or a girl? And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm a boy. And they're like, well, why do you have like earrings? I thought only girls could wear earrings. And I'm really? Like, yeah. Or like if I'm wearing a necklace, they're like, I thought only girls could wear necklaces. And I'm not like, very progressive. I know. I'm like, it is 2017. Like I thought gender was far gone. Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was gender like, was a thing I of the past. Was, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I, <laughs> the whole one, concept. Exactly. To one student, I was like, oh, like uh, boys can wear earrings. Like I know lots of boys who wear earrings because <laughs> all my friends are gay. You should tell you your know? student, like, just come to me to West Hollywood. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just come with me. Let's to the go bath to the house. Abbey to the bathhouse. <laughs> Let's bath just hop on grinder and see what we can find. Yeah, seriously, you're like, yeah, I see lots of boys with earrings. You pull up your grinder app. I'm like, look, it's like everybody's duck face and like ab <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's funny. funny. I wonder what would happen if I showed a student my grinder. I'd probably get fired. Yeah, you would. So this week we watched <laughs> Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix. We did. And we also watched The Sun on AMC. I was about to call it The One, so I'm really glad you were the one who introduced The Sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank God. <clears throat> um, so what should we talk about first? Um, I would love to talk about The Sun first. Let's talk about it. So The Sun airs Saturdays, 9, 8 central? I don't know if we need to know the time first. Oh, no, we always do the time. Okay. So you could catch... <laughs> <laughs> so you no, can, we're going to do it this way. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you can catch The Sun Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on AMC. And The Sun is a Western about a, an oil family in South Texas. 
Um, and Pierce Brosnan plays not, is he our protagonist? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It seems a little, well, let's keep talking about it. I'm not sure. Keep telling us what it is. So, um, Pierce Brosnan plays like an oil baron or he wants to be like an oil baron. Basically. I think he made his money in cattle farming. Yeah. Um, and we're split between two storylines present day with Pierce Brosnan. He's in his late sixties ish. Um, he's battling with his younger son who has, uh, he has like kind of strong moral character, whereas Pierce Brosnan's character does not have strong moral character. Mm-hmm. So that's present day. And then there's also past day. Um, and like, so present day is 1915 in South Texas and past day, past day, past, day. past tense, yes, to get the, the flash, the flashbacks. <laughs> Uh, take place in 1859 mm-hmm. and it's kind of Pierce Brosnan's character's origin story. Yeah. And he and his family there, there's just an incredible amount of, I don't want to say xenophobia because native Americans aren't foreigners, but like, is there a phobia esque word for that's like fear, racial fear of native Americans? I don't know. Cause if that's there is, question. this show was very that. Mm-hmm. So immediately we are treated to Pierce Brosnan as like a teenager in his family's cabin with his brother, who's really smart and his sister and his mom and the Indian, the engines come yeah. to attack and rape and pillage them. And they kidnap, um, Pierce Brosnan's teenage self and his brother, his brother ends up getting killed by the engines. I'm only saying that because that's what they said yeah, yeah. for racial <clears throat> effect. Um, so the Indians kill, his brother, they spare him. And so I guess we're going to be watching him grow up with Indians also in parallel to watching what he's doing now with this oil stuff. So we get kind of a weird intro with, uh, Pierce Brosnan's character. He's dressed up very well to do. He's with his son who is notably dressed much more like a cattle rancher. I think we're trying to get the idea that he's much more humble. And we're also with, uh, the sons. I don't, I don't know if he's the son. I'm not sure who the son of the son is, but Pierce Brosnan's character is Eli McCullough and his son is named Pete McCullough and he is played by Henry Garrett. So (laughs) the one and only Henry got winning. (laughs) So Pete's daughter is in a, a, like a little car with them and they're like going down the country, Texas road. And they see a man, a Mexican like farm, like ranch worker who was hanged and just like hanging out in the breeze. And, uh, you know, Pierce Brosnan's very like, we don't need to stop for this guy. Like, who cares? We need to get going. We've got a birthday party to get to. And Pete is very like, no, like that's a, we don't let like we're McCullough's and we don't let, you know, dead men just hang there. So he cuts the body down. They go back to the, they go to this party. We meet Pete's wife. She seems very nice. Um, he goes to deliver the body to the like the guy's employer. He recognizes the guy who was lynched hanging in the tree and goes to his employer. And um, so we're also introduced to this kind of other element with like people who were who lived in Texas when it was Mexico, who are now Americans, but like are culturally obviously Mexicans. Uh, so that was interesting. And basically Pierce Brosnan's goal is to like, convince all the like it's basically like he's trying to pitch to investors at this birthday party because he wants to build a lot more oil rigs Mm -hmm. even though there's no evidence of oil in the ground Mm -hmm. as his son pete reminds him of 
And, um, and the little girl. Yeah, and the little girl's like, Grandpa, what if there's no oil in the ground? Yeah. He's like, well, we took a fucking gamble, bitch. Oh, well, matter about you think there is oil. I <laughs> yeah. have faith. And she's like, but but what if faith doesn't last? Or yeah, something yeah, silly yeah. like that. <laughs> well, what if faith won't see you through? And she, says, she says something like that. And um, so... But then at the end, so he makes this kind of like big rousing speech to these investors. God bless Texas. And uh, then his oil rig blows up off in the distance. Mm, yes. You know, it was interesting. I, 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 I'm not sure who the son is and I'm not sure who our protagonist is because it seemed to me that we were following Eli, but we also weren't getting really any insight into his inner thoughts. Like all like there weren't any scenes alone with him. So we were, I felt like we weren't getting real insight into his motivation for things. And mm-hmm. I guess I think that the the point of the series is that we're going to be finding out like how, um, how he got to be the way he is, but I didn't love Pierce Brosnan in this at all. I found him to be very flat. Mm-hmm. It was almost like he just decided to show up on set and was like, I'm Pierce Brosnan. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to put in 25%. Yeah. And collect I collect my paycheck. I would agree with that. I think that's actually like a good way of describing the whole episode was like very two dimensional and very flat. Like I think the production value is obviously really high. Like it looks really good. Mm-hmm. The style is really perfect. The costumes are really beautiful. The shots are really nice, but it's going to be like this, like parallel storylines, right? Like the, I feel like his past and his present are going to climax and we'll understand who he is. Yeah. I actually, I didn't, and I tend to follow shows pretty well. Thank you very much. But I actually didn't realize that the story of the boy getting kidnapped by the Indians was, was Pierce Brosnan's flashbacks. I thought they were happening concurrently for a while. It did say his name though in the year. Okay, fair enough. Um, I must have missed that part. But it's like sending I, a quick text during that shot. I, I must have been looking away. But um, I mean, but because you didn't get that, even if you missed the heading, like is testament to how flat and kind of deta- like disconnected. Yeah, I, I wish that it was a separate storyline that was yeah. going to converge with with this storyline. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah, the production value was really high, and as you know, you know this about me that I just get such a hard on for like all things like old West. Yeah. And I, I don't know why there's something that's very kind of, I don't know what it invokes in me. It's like, like manifest destiny, even though that's like a very racist, like horrible thing, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? Like there's something about the old West and like the beginning of America that kind of inspires like this, I don't know, this romanticism. Yeah. And so... Well, it's like one of the only kind of antique forms of like American romanticism. You know what I definitely. mean? Definitely. Like we have that and we have like the 50s and whatever. Or like or like the 20s, I should say, you know? Yeah, but especially the Old it's West, like, like it was a time of like exploration yeah. and like wide land that was like untamed and... Um, For sure. And kind of has to do with like the building of America. Yeah. And so but why do you, why do you bring it up that you like? Because I really enjoyed that about yeah. this. Um, and pilot. it was well done. You know, it, it's just really like, and I really can't get past this actually about the show. Like I'm all about making a piece about racial tension mm-hmm. right now, especially if it's not set right now. Like, I think that's great. And like, I love that it's about native Americans, Mexicans and white people living in Texas. Yeah. Like that's very cool. 
but so fucking irresponsible. Like from the mm-hmm. first shot of the Native American who sees young Pierce Brosnan, yeah, like kill, kill a, the turkey, kill the turkey, and then we like we see him and he's like wearing like a dead like wolf, wolf on him, you know, and he's like covered in face paint with like long braids. It's like we really don't need to be perpetuating this image for one of Native yeah. American people. And then that scene of the Native Americans like raping and pillaging yeah. everybody. And like, oh poor white man. Yeah. Like it, it's like fucking so stupid to be doing it's, that now. It's funny how AMC didn't like show it's any images like, of like uh uh, you know, all the ways that white people pillaged the Indians. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I understand that's, like, not the story that they're telling, whatever, but, like, why tell this story? It felt very, like, like it's white. Full fiction. It, it's it felt stupid. very, white, like, white favory. It's it was just, like, not like, we great. don't need, like, people to, it's just stupid. Like, why does that need to be on TV right now? You yeah. Know? And also, I think the, the conflict with the Mexican family is also really problematic. Yeah. Just because, like, because Pierce Brosnan's character, right, is the one who arranges this hanging of right. the of the Mexican man, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't fully clear on why, just to send a message. Um yeah, I wasn't fully clear on why yeah. either. I don't know. But um even just the fact alone to have Pierce Brosnan playing a rich white man who hangs a Mexican. Mm-hmm. Like like out all context aside, that's irresponsible to have yeah. that. You know what I mean? So that, I actually almost turned it off in that first scene. Because I was like, I was like, I don't need to watch this. And this shouldn't be on TV. And this is fucked up. You know? Yeah. But I was comforted by the fact that even if people aren't offended by the racist undertones, that it's still a shitty TV show. It really <laughs> wasn't that good. nobody will watch it. So It's a shame. I mean, it, it had a lot of layers. But it, I was really disappointed by, like, the lack of storylines. I, you know, we were given these two storylines, present day and mm-hmm. past day. Like you say past yeah. day. That's not I like a phrase. It. I think we should make it a thing. <laughs> I think it's a thing. Um, like present day and the flashbacks. Yeah. And the flashbacks just don't feel relevant to anything. They just add color to Pierce Brosnahan's character. And shock. It's just like so many shocking things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think that the novelty of that is that we're going to be seeing like a white boy growing up as an, as a Native American, which. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Which is also really problematic race wise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I really have to reiterate how beautiful it was. It like, was the scene with really the high production Mexican value. Family, like those women with their bushy eyebrows are fucking beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like that was really nice. And the to baby see. like swaddled in white lace. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. Writing was shitty. I thought. Yeah. Right. Just like d- kind of unnatural. But so much money went into this. They're really, they're really, this is supposed to be the big thing that AMC, this is like a really big show. Like they're trying to compete with the Game of Thrones and the Westworlds, I feel. AMC has just, you know, AMC really came into prominence with Breaking Bad and Mm -hmm. Mad Men and now those shows are over and it has The Walking Dead, but The Walking Dead is like, I mean, The Walking Dead is like in the ICU. It has stage four cancer. It is, it might, it might live another two years, but those are not going to be two quality years. I think still never like critically acclaimed, like breaking bad. No. Yeah. 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 So I think that they're, and they, they've tried a lot of shows. Honestly, they've tried a lot of shows. Um, and a lot of Westerns. Really? Hell like on what? Wheels. Uh, I've never watched actually any AMC show. So they're really trying to make something happen, right? They're yeah. trying to have a show that sticks. So misguided though. You're so irrelevant. It's just, uh, it felt like old territory. Yeah. 
It felt like ground Westworld. we've already trod. Yeah, it felt like Westworld, but without all the Westworldiness of it. <laughs> and Evan Rachel Wood's like brooding eyes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> want want for me, especially Pierce Brosnan was just like he could have been any old actor off the street. Yeah, honestly, he really yeah. he didn't bring. You know, anything. the last thing I saw him in was um, Mamma Mia, playing opposite Meryl Streep. I bet he was better in Mamma Mia. <laughs> honestly, he was. I bet he brought more charisma the to that role. Really brought him to life. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, I don't really have that much more to say about this show. I don't either. It was very basic. I'm going to give it two out of five stars. I would give it a one. Really? I would give it a two if it wasn't so fucking offensive. You know? It was really offensive. I maybe should even give it a zero. So don't watch this show. I guess I'm giving it a two because, well, first of all, the production value was a 10. So that already says something about it. And the performances were okay. I felt like the oil stuff, like old tiny oil empires. It was very reminiscent of um, There Will Be Blood in the oil way. Oh, right. Um, Like kind of the way that like Daniel Day-Lewis and Pierce Brosnan were like kind of brooding around in a way with like their like, like their black coats that are, you know, it was like the same time period. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked all that bravado about it. I like stuff about like, like I said, like oil empires like this and whatever. I think that like the, like America's relationship to oil is very interesting. So I like stuff like that, but it really fell flat for me. I would not watch it again. No, I love an old West thing though. I haven't watched like a, like a good new (laughs) Western type show in a while. I never watched there will be blood. But it's okay. I thought it was supposed to be incredible. It's pretty that was good. Daniel Day Lewis's kind of comeback, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was this. It came out the same year as No Country for Old Men, and as you know, No Country for Old Men is one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, you can't beat that movie. No, that movie is really like fa- incredible. <sighs> you want to watch it? Yeah, I would love to watch <laughs> it. It's so good. Do you remember um, the beginning of this year when I had a really bad haircut? I looked like Javier Bardem in that movie. I really do. <laughs> I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> you were really nice, though, and you were like, it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was that it bad. It looked like you, the exact same haircut you had in middle school. Oh, God. It was also like Javier Bardem. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I have any pictures from that when that haircut was really bad. I think I have like, a picture like a selfie that I took of me in the car when I was crying that I sent to my mom when oh, I was yeah. telling her how bad my haircut was, but I don't think I let any other pictures. I think you should probably upload survive. it to the pod's Instagram so all yeah, our listeners yeah. can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Side maybe, by side comparison. Yeah. No. Maybe when hell freezes <laughs> over. <laughs> so I quickly want to share, I was just sent a meme via Instagram by Peter that I want to share with everyone. It's from the onion and it's possibly my favorite onion headline ever. And it reads Spell. it reads as follows. New study finds staring out from balcony with best friends, strongest indicator that this is your city, comma, your time. Yeah. <laughs> we literally just did that and I said, ah oh, yes, Los Angeles. And I also used to live in New York and like so like a bunch of young people, a bunch of like babies living in New York City, like yeah, exactly. That was there was a lot of that. Yeah, I think you get that more in New York than yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think so too. People here are more jaded, and also, I, like I said, I was just a baby back then. Everyone was just a baby. It really was. So we also watched um, the Netflix original Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes, this week, which don't know about the rest of the country, but has been uh, they've been pushing it really hard in LA. Yeah, really like, hard in LA, and lots of billboards and yeah, buses. Yeah. 
lots social, of social media, media, lots of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get that young demographic in there. But I actually haven't noticed that much of a buzz about it. Like compared to like Stranger Things, you know, which was being pushed just as hard, but it was just like every day, everywhere I looked online. Well, Stranger Things was a huge success. Well, that's what I'm saying. Reasons I feel why like, is not. I feel like they were hoping it would be. Yeah, probably. Right? As big as Stranger Things. I think so. Yeah. But anyway, it's this show um, about these high schoolers, and there's a girl who presumably committed suicide who's left. She did. I, I, I googled. This, yeah, yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert. I mean, she's we know by the end, of the end. Right, right. She dead. Which she's I thought fucking, she would. I thought she would be dead. Okay. Yeah, she's super dead. So she leaves behind these tapes um, that have like 13 stories for 13 episodes that were given to people who she said were responsible in some way for her death. Yes. Right. And it's kind of narrated by the voice of this girl mm-hmm. in the form of these tapes as we follow our protagonist, who's one of the kids who Clay. received the tapes. Yeah. His mm-hmm. name is Clay. Um, he's got a weird face and I don't like to comment on people's looks. Oh, I think he's cute. But there's something very, um, his face looks like a shrunken wool sweater. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Like, you just have to look at it. There's something pinched and yet also doughy about his face. He's, like, aggressively nondescript. (laughs) Yeah. He's a little pallid. He's, like, a little sunken. And he does a lot of um, acting with his eyes. And by that, I mean lots of staring. More like his hairline, which he moves back and forth. He does move his hairline back to convey emotion. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. To convey confusion yeah. or fear. Or shock. Or shock. Or happiness. <laughs> or pretty much any emotion Just really across everything. the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his but, name, this, oh, wait, no, go, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was just going to start talking about what I thought about the show. Please. Um, you know, I actually watched the beginning twice, one night when I was blackout drunk and didn't remember anything. And you were the, like, I'm going to watch 13 then, Reasons Why. Yeah, I was like, okay, this ad will finally get to me in this state. But then I watched <laughs> it again today and got a little more out of it. Um, and it just felt a little like Disney Channel to me or like Ariana Grande on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. you know? It was soapy. It was t- it's a teen show. Yeah, it was a teen show. But I also felt like it was being pushed really hard to like my generation and your generation. But maybe it's just because... <laughs> we're from the same generation. But maybe it's just because like we're on Instagram, but the majority of the people on Instagram are like younger than us. I th- you know? Yeah, I think that they were just pushing. They're really just tr- aggressively trying to get that young demographic. But still a strange... That 18 to 25 I feel demographic. like the demographic is still a little bit unclear, though, you know? Because, like, if I were, like, 16 or 17, I don't know if I would like this show either, you know? Really? Yeah. I don't know. It was. It just seemed like a little, um, like, like wet in terms of the writing, like a little sappy. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, a little, yes, I guess soapy, like you were saying. It, yeah. Right? Um, but I do think, like, it seems like it's heading in, like, a cyberbullying direction, which yeah. I think is cool. And, like, I'm down to hear that story. I thought the acting was okay. Like, I thought the girl was okay. Yeah. The lead. I thought some of the shots were cool. But kind of low budget. Kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of basic, right? Kind of expected. It was kind of basic. And I also felt like, although on the one hand, I think it's very important that we have a show that's talking about teen suicide. Mm-hmm. And a show that the whole focus of it is a teen suicide. At the same time, there's a certain morbidity in the fact that they're trying, that they're making this kind of mystery out of the tapes. And, you know, it's like we were saying, she's just like, these tapes are basically her suicide note, right? Yeah. So she, when she's introducing herself on the tapes, 
She's very like it's like a weird. She's she has very, one like, a lot. Hey guys, yeah. my name is Hannah Baker. She like it's says, not like that, but it's a little like that. No, it's a lot like that. Yeah. She says she's it's me live in stereo, right? And she also do not turn off your listening device. Yeah, yeah. She says she says this is like something like to the effect of like this is a long story. Like get a snack, settle it, settle it, <laughs> and and buckle like, up. It's like I don't it's need so that. jovial. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There is something morbid about that. It's like it's something like, exploitative. Yeah, exactly. And it very much feels that way. Yeah. You know what else I didn't like about this show was the inordinate amount of peril, which was like like the kid. Yeah. He gets the tapes instead of asking for like his friend's walkman. Why didn't he just ask the friend if he could borrow the walkman? He just steals it. He just he, took it. He's so shocked by an oncoming car about. Six hundred oh, yeah, yards away, that he veers off and splits his head open, like in the saddest bicycle fall I've seen on television. And it was just like, why, like, why this extra stuff? You know, like, why these yeah. unnecessary moments of peril? They're they're really trying to make those stakes seem high. Yeah, exactly. But they're already high. Like we're dealing with a girl who killed herself. Like we don't need you to split your head open. Like, for no reason. It's true. That also didn't really, like, go anywhere. It didn't do anything. He, it like, had no he, purpose. He, like, got some ice. <laughs> yeah. His mom <laughs> was like, your head. And he's like, it's fine. And then he left again. And, was like, and then he had a Band-Aid. Then he had a Band-Aid. The, literally it. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like was, like, um, it was sort of an artificial feeling of nostalgia, which I feel like they were trying to use Stranger Things as a model, which I feel like did nostalgia really well. But since this is in the present day, right, they have, like, the kid who's super interested in, like, tapes and, like, old media. And then, like, all the, like, the girl recorded everything onto tapes and there are the shots of her with, like, a tape player. And mm-hmm. there's, like, the conversation between the protagonist and his dad where he's like, what's that thing called that I can use to play tapes? And he's like, a boombox. And it's like, I don't really need this feeling that we're, like, embracing some, like, bygone era of, like, media. And the music, too. Like, they're blasting, like, Joy Division. And there's, like, the soundtrack is, like, super synthy, like, Stranger Things. And it's just, like, I don't really... I feel like you're drawing too many parallels to Stranger Things. I felt I it a lot, though. You know, like, I feel like they were trying to go for, like, a similar tone with, like, the music. The you tones know? are not similar. I mean, you don't think so? No, they're I not. F- I do think they're similar. I really felt like they were trying to capitalize on that feel, you know? Like, I just felt like they were trying to have another Stranger Things. And it's not, you know? That's interesting. I disagree that they were trying to uh, compare the two or that they made 13 Reasons Why, like, in order, like to capitalize off of the Stranger Things thing. I don't see the, the two as being as related. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, what do you have to say about it? You know, you know what I have to say about it is this. What is the deal with locker culture in teen dramas? Oh, my iCloud. Oh my God. Came up just, again. just embrace okay, the cloud. Okay. Bitch. Okay. I'm going to have to eventually. Okay. Okay. Um, so they decorate her locker when she kills herself and then her parents go to like retrieve her belongings and one of her mom is Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice, by the way. Oh, Little that's cameo. who it is. That's yeah. who it was. I liked her. She was pretty good. Well, yeah. She was in it for like two seconds, but she was decent while she was on screen. I guess that's how it is. Yeah. And her mom was like so upset and like mortified that like 
Her daughter didn't have any pictures on the inside of her locker. It wasn't decorated. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, we didn't have lockers in high school. Yeah, at, our, at our high school. We didn't have them until like the last two years. No, I had it every year. I had but, a locker. But no one decorated their locker. No, but I mean, it was like, it was like, I never left anything in my locker. Yeah, it was. Oh, I did actually. But it was not the same Like occasionally culture. a textbook yeah. or two that yeah. you didn't want to carry throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's like no locker culture. There's no hanging out around the lockers. Yeah. Nobody decorated their locker. You never had time to decorate your locker. Yeah. I don't think even know if you were allowed to decorate your locker. I think you were allowed. Yeah, you were allowed. But no one ever did. Yeah. So... You know, I'm sick of teen dramas telling me that there is locker culture in high school when there's not. And also people talking about how high school is like the glory days. Like there was a lot of that in this episode too. I also just, "Eh." yeah. So we, we kind of get a sense. She tells a story about how she, you know, really liked this jock. His name was Justin, I believe. And, uh, so she like kind of started a fling with him when she started at this high school, he was hot and he he, like betrayed her. But like the way that that went down was very milk toast to me. It was very classic high school. It it was the type of thing that you see in, uh, teen dramas and stuff, but that you've never actually seen happen in real life. I don't think. And it brought up good, Issues, but it felt really unrealistic and more to that, like really unoriginal. Definitely unoriginal. I think we had really different reads of this show because I really liked that scene where they all got the text that this guy sent to betray this girl without giving away too much. You know? I found it really unrealistic. It was unrealistic, but I think it was like, like, uh, like tropey done well, you know? Like we've imagined, like that's like that classic high school scene that we've seen, but it was like really nicely done. I thought like the pacing was really good of that scene, and like especially that girl's acting, I thought was really nice in that scene. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she like it was an effective scene. I don't know. Sure. I don't really believe like the plot device. I mean, none of it's believable though. None. Of it's the, really not. None of the yeah. And like shows can make you believe the craziest <laughs> things. Stranger Things can make you believe in the upside down. But this, I didn't really buy the story about this girl who committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, I liked. I mean, mostly I felt like the writing was pretty weak. In yeah, general. I was. But I do. I feel like I might keep watching because I like this girl. Like the character, I think is cool. Like. There was nothing in, like, the main tension in this episode was just the exposition, right? Just getting the sense that she killed herself and, like, the beginning of the turmoil and la, la, la. But I feel like they established her chaos, like, as a person really subtly, which I appreciated. Like, just those scenes of her doing really manipulative things, like, with the boy that she was interested in, I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that scene with her and Clay and, like, like, where she had already been betrayed and he didn't really support her. I thought she had a really odd reaction in that scene. So I feel like they're trying to weave something really atypical into this character that I really appreciated. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I, I like that was the part that didn't seem done to me was the depth of that character. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. But I also feel like they portrayed this character as being too happy. Well, I feel like that might be part of the, chaos of her you know yeah but that ties into like what i was agreeing with you on earlier about how like her voiceover is like fucking chipper yeah right yeah 
Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I would give 13 Reasons Why 2.5 out of 5 stars. Oh, so low. I thought it was pretty mediocre. Just a half a star more than the fucking sun. Yes. The racist sun. Yes, yes. Because we're not, this isn't a podcast about how good the social issues are in TV shows. But every everything has to be, you know? We can never ignore those issues. They have to permeate our culture. And that's why we're talking about them. Because yeah. they are important. But it's not what I rate. I mean, when I rate a show, that does factor into it. But... When, when we're just I talking about a show, when I read a show, reviewer at Entertainment Weekly, <laughs> Vanity Fair. Um, I, I met Variety. I can't Matt's believe I said Kitchen. Vanity Fair. <laughs> Matt's Kitchen dot com dot org um, dot edu dot edu <laughs> dot uk <laughs> dot edu dot co dot uk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in terms of quality of show, yeah, this was half half a step better than the sun. I think it was a bit more. I would give it like a 3.75. Wow. I, you know, I, I think I was a little bit more pleased with it because I so hated my first watch of it. Mm. And then today when I watched it, I was like, I kind of, I kind of like what this show is trying to do. Aside from the two shows that we talked about this week. Yeah. What have you been watching that you're really excited about or what maybe is coming out that you're really excited about? Like, where are you at just as a consumer right now? I'm really, really, really excited about The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my God. Yes. That's coming out soon. Yes. Let me pull up my little Gmail calendar here. Well, when is that coming out? I'm looking forward to the... Look at your schedule. I know, but look at how thin it gets. Mm Mm-hmm. I know, but there's going to be still but, pretty good. But honestly. there's more stuff coming out. Um, I'm looking forward. So yeah, I'm looking forward to um, Handmaid's Tale that comes out the 26th. I'm looking forward to Neil Gaiman's American Gods on Stars that's coming out the 30th. Who's Neil Gaiman? Who's Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry, who is that? Didn't you love Coraline? Yeah. He wrote Coraline. Oh. He's like a prolific author. What? Did he write like <laughs> Cloud Atlas? No. He no. Didn't. <laughs> Who wrote Cloud Atlas? Okay, so I'm looking forward to, uh, I think The White Princess on Stars could be interesting. That's coming out um, on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the new Bill Nye show coming out on the 21st. That looks interesting. Bill Girl L- Boss on Netflix looks a interesting. A Bill Nye show? A Bill Nye show. Like The Bill Nye? No, yes. Um, oh, that's going to be on Netflix. It's called Bill Nye Saves the World. Netflix needs to like take a chill pill a little. Like it is. They like, have so much money; they could do whatever they but want. It's like every day, there's a new series that I'm supposed to binge on. That. Like one a month, you know? Yeah. It's like every time I log in, the little moving thing is different. And it's like I cannot keep up with this. Yeah. Um, dear white people, uh, <laughs> it's coming out on the 28th. That's also on Netflix. <laughs> that should be good. We've got Twin Peaks coming out in May. <gasps> Neil Gaiman's spouse. Oh my God! Is Amanda Palmer? Do you know Amanda Palmer? Oh, she's a musician, right? She's of the Dresden Dolls. That oh. band that I love. But she's gone on to be a really incredible, like, activist sort of care- sort of person. What's Frankie Dog doing? He's just hanging out. Frank. Frankie. 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 He's like, what? Do you His want? little ears popped up. Frankie. 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 Oh, there he is. He looked in the opposite Hi. direction of where we were. Can we just? He talk was about getting that? up. He was just getting up. I think. 
God. Well, so I mean, maybe he was because shall I mention when I was bringing him to your video shoot the other day, he uh, <laughs> when I brought him outside, he saw a squirrel go up a tree and he freaked out and was trying to get up the tree with his short little French bulldog legs. And so I was like, oh, okay, Frankie, like you're not going to get up the tree. Let's move along. We move down to the next tree. He starts doing it to the next tree. <laughs> and I explained to him that the squirrel was not in that tree that it was in the other tree, but Frankie doesn't speak English. So <laughs> he was not listening. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, what did you think of, we don't have to keep this rolling, but I was going to ask you, what did you think of big little eyes since you introduced it to our viewers? Oh, good question. Well, I think I was telling you this, mm-hmm. you know, I, as everyone knows, I'm trained. I'm a, I'm a trained TV writer now. But, you know, I studied all this stuff in school. So whenever I watch a TV show, I often am really looking at the story and I'm looking at it in a very, like, analytical, making the meat kind of way. Making you, the meat? You know, they, or not making the meat, like making the sausages. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I'm looking at it from that. Like, you know how they say about laws? Like, I don't, you don't know that know. idiom either, but I, under, I believe no. it. <laughs> you don't know any idioms. <laughs> like, they say about making laws and, like, politics that you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Okay. Like, it'll, like, like, like the idea being that, like, if you knew how your actual meat sausage was made, it would gross you out so I much mean, that you yeah, wouldn't want to like eat it. Yeah, like, they also say that about sausages, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the idiom is also just true. <laughs> Well, they say it a lot about lawmaking and stuff, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm always looking at, I'm always looking at how the sausage is made. Right. So I predicted a lot of big little lies. So <laughs> hair flip, I guess I'm just yes, a genius. <laughs> well, I, you can attest to that. There was Where? stuff, there was stuff that I told you about, you know, weeks ago that Life ended up is happening. so hard as a trained writer. I know how every series is going to end. <laughs> well, it's really, <laughs> it really takes the magic out of it. <laughs> it really takes the magic of TV away. No, it doesn't at all. But it wasn't as, like, earth-shattering for me as I think it was for a lot of people. people. Pl- I mean, yeah, people played it that way. But now they're really talking a lot about um, there being a second season. No, just let it go. It was so nice as this thing where all these stars aligned. We had a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It doesn't need a second season. I would agree with that. Let it I'm, go. I'm a proponent of, um, I believe that no good TV show lasts more than five seasons. Yeah, I like that. I'm a proponent of keeping it. Tight, keeping it right, keeping it light, you know? Do you, do you think there are any exceptions? Do you know of any that you can think of, of TV series that went on past five seasons that were also successful? Or that you felt, like, followed through? No. Whole, really? No. Yeah. I believe that. I even think of my two, well, I think of my two, my top three favorite shows, which, this is kind of cliche, but whatever. These are what I feel the best Sopranos, shows. Sopranos, Mad Men, and... Breaking Bad. Yeah. So Breaking Bad was five seasons, a nice tight five seasons. Is the fifth season still really good? Yeah. Wow. And I think that every episode of Breaking Bad is good. I've only seen a few episodes. I really should get into it. I think that Breaking Bad is the perfect television show. Really? Yeah. Is that your favorite of the three? Yeah, it's my favorite TV show of all time. Wow. It's like the great American novel. Wow. Really, it's, it's the great American novel of our generation. Woo. Listen to those words of affirmation. It is. I and I mean, it. there's a reason that everybody loved it and that it was so widely beloved because it was so good. Yeah. Okay. And, but like Mad Men and Sopranos both went into a seventh season. I think Sopranos did a seventh season. If not, it was a sixth. And yeah, I felt that after season five, they both lacked a lot of energy. I feel that. And you so, know, I feel that with Girls, which is on its sixth or seventh season. Oh, you know, I gave right up on Girls a long time ago. Which season is it right now, though? Do you know? Six or I seven? I think it's seven. I think it's seven, too. It's six and or it, seven. And it has lost a bit. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones is losing. Game of Thrones is way, I'm losing. I'm really a lot of worried about. I mean, I'm so. 
fucking excited yeah. for this season. Like the like it's. Gonna I don't be even remember so what happened last season. I watched every episode. Doesn't matter, you know. Just yeah. like get back into it. Yeah, just get um, back on the horse. Yeah, exactly. It's like it'll be fine. Like you won't remember where any of the relationships came from, and you'll get little snippets of what they mean, and then you'll cry, and then you'll laugh, and then <laughs> you'll be so shocked at the finale, and it's gonna keep you on your toes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I've never heard that before. That's actually true. I think that no show should go on for that long. Well, you never heard it before because it's my own personal conviction. Oh, it's not like a thing. It's just my thing. Should you write, um, the elements of style, but (laughs) but for screenwriter, it's script writer. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for having me as a guest again. Maybe I'll grace you with my godly presence again. Thank you for coming back to join us on the pilot riot party bus. (laughs) Riot party bus. Those get those plosives. Party well, I have an exciting announcement about the podcast, which is that we have joined the Astro Panda Network. Wow. I know. And we are now partnered also with Blog Talk Radio. Wow. So you can find us there. Bravo. Yeah. Very nice. And you can find us on Astro Panda. Oh my God. I don't know what the website is. Astropanda.edu.co.uk. <laughs> so yeah. So we are now a part of Astro Panda and Blog Talk Radio. So we're moving on up in the world. Very nice. And yeah. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pilot Riot Pod. And if you feel so inclined, you can email us at pilotriotpodcast at gmail.com. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me, Matt. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.